All right, Mr. Joe Mustin, buddy, welcome back to the podcast, man. It's crazy that this is what we're doing in 2024, like just listening to other people talk about stuff. We're and still I love here. It. Yeah, and I we're still it, alive. So I'm 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 glad to do it. Bro, like we we're like pandemic and aliens showed up and we've got artificial intelligence now and like wars happening like there's so much going on but we are we're still yeah. here bro yeah the biggest thing in my what when was the when was the it was 2021 when we did our last podcast right i think so yeah dude or maybe it was 22 i don't know I it was pretty like early it was... It might have been. It was probably twenty one because it was right after, right after Furnace Fest, right? Yeah, so it was twenty one. Yeah, beloved. Yep, with beloved baby. It's not been. Woo! It's not really been three years on a calendar. By the numbers, we're seeing a three year difference, but it's really only been Correct. just a little over two years, really, since we've done this. But Correct. you know, at the time, beloved, the beloved reunion was like one of the most important things going on in my life. Now, like you said, there's AI and aliens and who knows what else. So, so it has gotten yeah. crazy. Yeah. Isn't it nuts well, that aliens, like they just started talking about aliens and it's like nobody cares. <laughs> it's like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, if the government's talking about it, we probably don't yeah. really care that much. You know, it's a yeah. distraction. So how was everything, man, with like all the all the uh, beloved stuff? Did you guys officially wrap up beloved, do you think? Or because I know uh, right now you're 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 cruising with Advent, right? Yeah, we're doing Advent stuff. Um, I, I don't know if we've officially wrapped up, but we come on. We're <laughs> That's not what doing, I want to hear. We're, we're not doing anything. <laughs> we're not doing anything. So um I I would there's more stuff that I'd love to do uh but right now we haven't you know we've gotten offers to do things mm -hmm. and uh those things haven't worked out yet on our end I would I would love for those things to work out mm -hmm. so uh we'll see as know. as would I as yeah, I don't know what those things are, but those things sound pretty, pretty exciting. And I'd love for those yeah. things to work out, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And I'm not even trying to speak in any co coded language, <laughs> but, you know, I, yeah. I don't know what I can say or say and not be sued for millions of dollars. Oh, Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm picking up what you're like laying him. down. Yeah. You think well, so what's under the hat? Are you do you still have the hair or did I you got hair? I got hair, hair again. Yeah. In in 2022, I shaved my head because yeah. I was getting my head tattooed. So I thought I was gonna get the top done, but I only have, you know, I've got the sides uh, you know around the back. I've, I've kind of got like the the bald guy hair line but in a tattoo form <laughs> there's nothing up here it's all just around the sides so and you're yeah. covering it up man what's what's up what's up with that my wife was like time's up you didn't get the top <laughs> tattooed who cares 
you're growing your hair back out. So Oh, so you didn't get the tattoo? I didn't get it. I never got it. So oh, I, okay. I, I got I got this side done and I got the back done. Um and I was so close to getting this like appointment. She was like, Wrap it up, folks. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired of walking around with the with the skin everywhere. So I'm like, Yeah, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna get on, you know, be on the wrong team. So yeah, I'm still I feel team it. Emily. So yeah. Team Emily. <laughs> <laughs> You're rocking that beanie though, man. It's looking good. Thanks, man. Thank you. Looking good. What what have you been up to, man? Because it's been a little while since um since we've last connected in any kind of long term official capacity. Yeah. And so, so what what have you been up to? What's going on in your world? How far do you want to go back since the last time we did this? Um yeah. Is it for real? Is that the last? Yeah, I mean, it could... that's not the yeah. Last so, like, let's go talk. back last year. Let's go like 2023 to now. Okay. Okay. So, 2020, let's just say a year ago. A yeah. year ago, uh, started back working at the church. Um, which you back. may not even okay. Know see, that I, I... Maybe we need to go back further because I didn't even know about yeah. that. Let's just go back wherever so, it makes sense for you to pick up. Okay. So, in yeah. 2021, when we, when we were, we did our podcast. I remember exactly where I was when we did it. I was upstairs at the house of someone who might mm. end up becoming uh, a person that I would end up working for that did not happen. But there was a lot of stuff going on at the church that I was at, which is the church that I'm actually still at. It's my, It's been okay. my home church. It is the church that I love. Because I've been there my whole my whole, my whole life. I love these people, um, but I left my position in the end of in the beginning of 2022 in January to jump out in business with a friend of mine who has a landscaping company. Which maybe you saw some pictures of grass last year or two years ago when I was posting some of that stuff. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I remember but, some grass. Yeah. Um, I I jumped into the grass game with him. And uh, found out I I love grass, pretty good at it. I can I can put a mean edge down with a you know with a weed eater. I can blow. I mean I can clean your yard up. There will be no leaves, no leaves in your grass. I mean I don't know how to I don't know how to use a mower. Uh, I it, I look like a I was on like a three legged bucking bucking bronco. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> When the one the one or two times that I tried to jump on the mower, it was the most terrifying. Were you on his like a zero ever. turn? I was or on a tractor. His, yeah, I was on a zero turn. It was terrifying. Yeah, those are legit, but I hated it. They fly, I bro. It. <laughs> I was terrified because I was like, like, I'm gonna dude, I'm like all of my coordination I, skills go toward playing the drums and singing yes. at the same time, which is incredibly hard, but I don't have any brain capacity for regular human stuff. <laughs> Not, I cannot run a mower, dude. I can't do it. I'm gonna run that John Deere with a little, you know, with the steering wheel my whole life. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not, or I'm gonna wheel. use a push mower. Yeah, it I is weird to drive a vehicle without a steering wheel. I'll, I'll give you that. Crazy. It's basically, what it is. I almost ran that zero turn into the side of his truck. I mean, literally, <laughs> almost just ripped a gaping hole in the side of his truck. And thank the Lord. He, I, I, yeah. I, it just didn't happen. Like I just opened my eyes and I'm like, "What?" 
everything's still here. I'm still on the mower. Luca's like, man, that was close, buddy. You know, like it was like it was bad. But yeah. so I worked all 2022 landscaping. Uh and you know, still in great relationship with the church because it's my church still volunteered. Mm-hmm. I like I left one Sunday and I was batting the next Sunday playing drums and people were like, What are you? What are you doing here? I thought you left. I was like, I'm not leaving the church. I told y'all. I'm kind of like what you did in 2005 with yeah, Beloved. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just a little, that was a little bit longer. God's telling but, me to leave this band behind. And then like yeah. eight minutes later, <laughs> yeah. you're starting Admin. another band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's great, dude. So, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I'm back in the church the next Sunday volunteering on drums because it's my church. I'm there. People are like, I thought you were leaving. I was like, just because I'm not in a position doesn't mean I'm just going to leave, leave church. the church. <laughs> Certain scenarios call for that. This does not. This is my home church. So I was there for a year. And then uh, the pastor who came on board right at the end of 2021, we voted him in. Uh, there was a huge pastoral changeover. And I may or may not have, you may not have known any of that, but it was drama city. This pastor that came in, dude, has not just flipped the table over and completely changed the culture, but it's just, it's a new, it's a brand new church, healthy, Mm. thriving, growing, um, Sunday by Sunday growing. Um, so much that we're moving, we're getting ready, to move, getting ready to move into our new building within the next few months. Oh, that's crazy. It was a church that went from thousands down to 250 people in a room that sat 1,800 people by the end of 2021. And this past two Sundays ago, we were at 1,300. So we've come a long way in wow, dude. just a little over two years. So... Um, and you know, it's not a numbers church is not numbers. God is not, um, God is not, uh, concerned with numbers, but in the church in acts two, it's at the very end, it says, and, and the Lord added to daily. the number those yeah, who are being yeah. saved daily. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. I'm just trying to pull that out of some memory there, but there was something being added to, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. you. Did a good Added job. Added to, you know. So, um, dude, it's been a fantastic two years. Even the year that I wasn't on staff, I would just look around mm-hmm. the room and go, "This is amazing." Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for who you're bringing here. That's awesome. So, but I'm back in the church. Been there for a year now. In the middle school, high school, young adults pastor position. So we call that the generate i'm one of the generations pastors so i'm pastoring a few of the different generations you know so okay. um that's yeah. different so that's, too right i think i think last time we talked i believe you were was it just over the middle schoolers just middle schoolers yeah wow are they all so so middle middle school high school and like college college age or, or so from tell me again, beyond talking, college from 11 or 12, however that kind of lines up, all the way up to 30. Mm. Yeah. So sounds like in in um in Mexico like when 
you know, I was a missionary in Mexico years ago. Yeah. Uh, we would have, we had, because we had, a, I was at a, at a pretty large church. So we had divisions in the, the youth ministries. Like we had a junior high and we had high school and then they had a young adult kind of like career single, whatever they call mm -hmm. those groups. Uh, but then, but whenever they would do like some kind of a youth event, like everybody comes, like when you, you just have like a youth event, like if the church advertises a youth event, there's going to be people from 12 to like 35, like they all consider themselves to be youth, <laughs> to be young yeah. people. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, but um, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. What yeah. I mean, for daily that? stuff, like for daily, like it's hard, like a 12 year old doesn't have much in common with a 30 year old, but for like an event, <laughs> you know, for an event, it, it could, you know, it works. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, some of my. At least you schoolers... hope not. At least you hope those age groups don't have too much in common. I yeah. Guess. I, I do a service that has middle and high school on Sunday mm -hmm. nights, like a kind of like a church service for the, for the youth, a youth service. And some of my high school girls, man, they're just like, Pastor Joe, can we just not have the sixth, the sixth and seventh graders in here? And I'm just like, no, I, <laughs> like, I understand, <laughs> but who's going to show them how to do this? It doesn't need to be the 41 year old pastor. It needs to Come be on. the ninth and 10th and 11th. It needs to be your generation who's showing them how to do church, ministering to them. Obviously I'm going to, but I, it's, this is the way that we do this ministry, dude, I've got, I'm at like, over 35 probably hmm. in between 30 and 35 volunteers of my youth and young adults and we are we are engaging all of them to do ministry wow so last night i didn't even preach i got up and led an i got up and led up a, a prayer moment at the end to challenge the students to um answer the call of matthew 16 24 through 26 which is what my brother Antonio Howell spoke on it wrecked the room, but it wasn't Pastor Joe. It's not the Joe show anymore. Thank mm. you, Jesus. <laughs> Never wanted it to be that. I want it to, it, you know, all of this thing funneling through one person it just doesn't make sense. Pastors yeah. are to help the church do ministry, to empower the people within the church to do ministry. So it's exactly what we're doing, and it's the best that's ever been. It's the best it's ever been. That's so, awesome, dude. There are 400 people regularly engaged, not just in like, get the volunteers. You know, like, mm -hmm. we obviously we have volunteers, but there are people engaging in ministry um, in different capacities and levels, and we're trying to empower. So in my youth group, man, dude, I, I'm going to preach one time over the next eight weeks. One Ooh. time. <clears throat> Come on. I'm preaching on the 18th of this month and then everybody else, not just getting their shot. It's not just, it's not a tryout. It's yeah. not a, Hey, I'm going to give you a shot. It's I believe in you. And I did. I have the most stout group of young adults and adults leading these <sighs> students. And there's going to be some students bringing a message by March. It's going to be crazy. Pick the people who don't deserve it. Cause what did God do? He picked a bunch of people <laughs> who didn't deserve anything and mm -hmm. called them to follow him, empowered them, gave them a commission, sent them out and let this Holy Spirit to do the work. 
That's all we're doing. That's, That's all we're awesome, doing. bro. Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. No, I love it. You're <laughs> on it tonight, man. I could tell. I feel it. You're pumped about what I God is pumped. doing, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah. Where are you guys just logistically with everything, like now being over, you know, essentially three different age groups? Do they each have their own thing? I, I know you just mentioned junior high and high school were, you know, together, it, this thing that you were just talking about. Do they each have like a Bible study? Do they, are you still working out those details? How is it all so, kind of coming together at this point? So last year we were on an every other week schedule um mm. and we were doing middle and high school together i was just kind of establishing the 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 youth ministry team and leaders and stuff and wanted us just just to get the flag in the ground and say hey we're here we're not going anywhere until god tells us to move or yeah. kicks one of us out we're all here we're in this you've got a place to come you got a, a group to belong to and our services were just running every other week and it was middle and high school together. Now we're doing, we've gone to every week in 2024, which is the goal. Um, it took a little longer than I wanted it to, but um, a, like basically first and third Sundays, we're doing a service. Then on the second and fourth Sundays, we're breaking out into small groups that will be, you know, high school boys, high school girls, or, a broad high school group, same thing with middle mm -hmm. school, middle school boys, middle school girls, or a broad middle school group, and just kind of put them into either two or four groups at a time and uh, putting our leaders on rotation so we don't burn anybody out. But we're also doing a Sunday morning, just biblical literacy, just going through the Bible. Right now, we're, we're, we're uh, just going through the characters, the people, the places in the Bible and just telling those mm. stories, finding the biblical, the, tr the scriptural truths um, in there and just running with that. So, but it's, it's been crazy, dude. It's, it's been awesome. And I've I come up it, with like 25% of it, which is amazing. <laughs> and everybody else is like, they're just running with it. Pastor Joe, we should do this. I'm like, that's a good idea. Maybe you, Maybe you should should leave that, huh? Me? It's like, yeah, dude. You, that's mm. a that's a good idea. I don't have time, but you do. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, is that something that comes? Does does delegating come naturally to you? Is that something that you've no. had to fight for? Because I know for yes. me, it's I'm not good at that. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I think that's why the first seven years of like youth ministry, there was so much joy in it, but there was also a lot of struggle because I had such a hard time um, letting things go, not because I want to control, but because I felt like I wasn't, if I wasn't dying for the cause, then I wasn't right. truly passionate about it. But right. I realized to be passionate about God's kingdom is to share the work with the people who want to help instead of just like, yeah, you can come help. You can just, you can come help me by watching me do all the work. <laughs> and yeah. then I call you a volunteer. It's like, there's nothing. Stand there's in no the corner cost. and pray for me while I work really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, that's not, that's not at all what Paul and Peter and the rest of mm. the apostles and, you know, the, the people that Jesus commissioned, that's not at all what, what they did.
what their purpose was. It was to go and make the, make disciples themselves. So I've got disciples, they're making disciples, students and leaders, and it's just it's just a disciple making house yeah, right dude. now, bro. It's yeah, sick. Dude. That's legit, bro. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like you're it, you're empowering people to and I mean that's what we are anyway, right? Like that's what you know, when Paul talks in Ephesians chapter four about the ministry gifts, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, like we're, yeah. we're here. We, we have these roles, like these roles, these, these gifts that God gave to the church to serve in these ministerial roles. It's like, we're there to empower the people to do the work of the ministry. And it's definitely wow. been something right. Like, traditionally i mean in in recent years going back a long time where a lot of the the weight and the burden of the daily operation of the church and all that kind of stuff has been on you know a, a smaller number of people mm -hmm. and it's it's awesome when when that comes alive when that aspect of ministry comes alive where it's like i like you're not here to just get ministry from me or from a handful of us like we're doing ministry together. And so we're going to empower you to do the work of the ministry. And so that, that's what I, that's what I like. It's, it's something that again, it like doesn't come supernaturally to me, not supernaturally, <laughs> doesn't come super Ooh. naturally <laughs> to me to okay. like, I have to try to delegate, you know, like I have to, I have to remember like, Oh wait, I, yeah. I'm not supposed to be doing this by myself right now. Like I need to mm -hmm. bring other people in. But that's, I, I just feel like that's another level. Like that's another level of just trusting the Lord. It's another level of what it means to really be a disciple of Jesus. Cause a disciple is by definition, one who makes disciples as well. Like following in the footsteps of Jesus, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And it's like Ooh. walking in that capacity where you're empowering people to, yes. to be the church, not to just come to church, but to be the church. Yes, dude. Right? Yeah. yeah. You said everything I said, but way better. <laughs> <laughs> I I doubt that. I doubt that. Dude. Yeah. No, 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 for real. <laughs> Did I cut you off, though? Like, we've, I mean, this is great, and we're just rolling. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, where are we now in what you've caught me up with so far? I mean, I, I know we jumped ahead to what you're doing right now. But you were away from the, not away from the church, but yeah, you were yeah. out of the, the pastoral part of the church. You yeah. were cutting grass, rocking out, grass. hardcore, like everything Gosh. you do and just crashing into people's cars. Yeah. Um, Thank God for his know. grace, man. Seriously. <laughs> I was cutting grass. And uh, but honestly, when the, when the pastor that is the, the lead pastor of our church, when he got voted in, um, he told me, he was like, hey, man, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm going to bless you going out. You know, we'll even give you the contract. We'll work it out. I'm going to do my best to get you the contract for the church so that you can keep up oh, with that's cool. our property. And we're going to we're going to get you all the business. We're going to promote you. But give it six months or a year and you'll 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 be back. And I tell you wow. what, that spot's still open. That's your spot. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool, man. I'll be good. I'll be all right. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> <laughs> he 
took about three months. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, big gulps, huh? I guess. Uh... <laughs> I... <laughs> See you later. I guess, Joe, I guess the grass was greener at the church. The grass yeah. was Dang it. You you just knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you see what I did there? That was pretty cool. I can hit, I can hit this leave button right now. The podcast <laughs> is over. That's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Maybe podcasting so, is better at nighttime. Dude, I, I have never talked this fast in my life, I don't think. I got really pumped up for about 12 minutes there. Dude, we've been on for 25 minutes. This is amazing. So far. <laughs> Whoa. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. How did we do that? We just we're vibing. <laughs> we're we're vibing, vibing with Jesus. Dude. I've got sweet tea. Hattie Hattie oh. B's. Hattie B's cup. Yeah. Sweet tea, man. The, I just made souvenir. some coffee. I got a French press for Christmas and now I'm drinking way too much coffee because like I was only drinking coffee maybe like two or three days a week and yeah, you know, fine with it. But since since Christmas, I've had coffee like every day. (laughs) Hey, they're saying again that it is now it is good for your heart. It's good for, you know, your brain coffee. And it's probably way better now that you're. French pressing your own coffee, right? I think so. Well, yeah, maybe. I think so. You know, what I started doing because yeah, coffee. Know. Coffee used to. Uh, do you like coffee? I, Are you into? I it? drink. I drink coffee. I don't. I don't know how to taste all the things that my friends taste. Yeah. In coffee, yeah. you know, the Advent guys—they're like, they they know how to taste coffee and stuff. I'm like, guys, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. They're like sommeliers. They're like coffee snobs. I, yeah, I, I um, it used to always jack up my stomach when I would drink it. But then somebody told me that I should try a darker roast because it's less acidic, and that's the opposite of what I would have thought. Because I, I don't know, I just wouldn't have thought that. But right. yeah, so I drink like darker roast coffees now, and um, mm. I haven't had like any stomach thing problems. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm, maybe I need to. It worked for me. Look at that. <clears throat> yeah. God did it for me. He can do it for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. So, what was God the deal? It. Like, why did you. I don't know if you want to get into this or not, but if you're if you do, I'll ask the question. Do you, Why did you decide to step out of the the, the oh. ministry spotlight and go into the grass cutting or the landscaping um so Just entrepreneurial spirit no not not <laughs> even like a, a <laughs> i'm good dude i know there's lots of there's lots of uh people out there on tiktok and instagram who will tell you all day long you're not really living your life unless you're doing it on your own schedule mm-hmm. unless you're your own boss and dude I, that sounds insane to me and i love it um but i am totally fine working for someone <laughs> i am totally good so and uh dude the pastor that i serve under has taught me more in the last two years even the year that i didn't work for him but the year that i man the year that i got to work under him and his wife and um just with this team really with the same team minus a few pastors who have just 
moved into even better opportunities or um, really actually there's not even I'm, I work the best. It's the craziest, best job I've ever had working for this guy. Anyways, sorry. Mm. Um, I was just terrified, dude. I was like, he's going to cut me. I can just tell he is like a go-getter, and I'm just – I have nothing together in my life, and I just felt like I was just – didn't deserve to be there. Wow. All kinds of things that just ran through my head. I was just like – I'm just some dude that's in like a band and this is like, he's, this is like a doctorate level who is used to, you know, um, high performing dude. It's the best situation that I've ever worked in. It's just as fun as any band that I've ever played for. It's, it's just as much or more, fulfilling as anything that I've ever done with my time in a capacity as, uh, as vocationally. Mm. So, um, yeah, whether that was planted somewhere or traveling with a band, a job, a career, any of that kind of stuff, any of those words we can use, this is the best dude. I'm having more fun with my life right now doing this than I've ever had. And I feel amazing about it last year i felt bad about it and and the new the uh one of the worship pastor or the worship pastor was like why would you feel bad about this god's got you exactly where he wants you right now don't feel bad about what god's giving you feel good about it yeah Yeah. brag on him about it i'm like oh yeah i'll do that so um man it just was so much of a better situation than i thought I watched the ch- the health of the church just completely change. Oh, almost mm. not even overnight, but over the course of the year. And I was like, that's where I want to be. Thank God Pastor Allen had the grace to not keep a spot open, but keep his heart um, open to me. Yeah. And I'm back. I'm back. So, um, so did it change before you left or after you left? After I left, I you, left. You didn't, and, uh, see a, I, you didn't see a connection there. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap, dude! Is it starting oh, to fall apart again now that you're back? Oh <laughs> no! no, just, <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just kidding, just kidding. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, God, look at what you're doing. <laughs> that like, that imposter syndrome's coming back. It's rushing back in quick. Oh no. No, I'm just messing, man. But but seriously, that's super cool. <laughs> I just Dude, crushed your I whole spirit. Even, yeah, I was just like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's like uh, <clears throat> it's like what Zig Ziglar said a million years ago. He was like, if, I think it was Zig Ziglar. It's like if you ever find the perfect church, don't go inside. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. Gonna, you're, just, you're gonna blow it. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> No, but that's super cool. I'm sure. I'm sure it's only gotten better since you've since you've been back. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see about that. Um, and are you currently? What are you currently doing with Advent? I know you guys are are active, yeah. right? Um, yeah, we're. But we're uh, touring or doing local, you know, doing any local stuff, or what's the situation? I think, well, 
we'll probably we'll probably go play some shows somewhere at some point, but I don't even think it'll be a tour. We'll we'll hop around, maybe just jump on a plane and do a couple weekends here and there. We've gotten some great invitations to play some really, I mean, like legendary shows and stuff. Some we've had to say no to, some that we've, uh, you know, I don't know if we're considering them at this point. We've got a little group chat and we kind of, we'll blow it up for a couple of days and then kind of ghost each other for like a week or two. And then we'll catch back up like, hey guys, what's the deal with that show we were talking about two weeks ago? Are Mm -hmm. we doing that or not? You know, so um, but we've recorded, we've recorded an EP. We're just waiting on a mix to come back. That's so awesome. as soon as we get a mix, we'll send it off to master. And this has taken a while. So we recorded back in May and June of okay. uh, last year to the very end of May, beginning of June. Um, but, you know, we're not in a rush. Uh, so no one's dying to dying to hear this stuff so we're just gonna release it (laughs) oh there are man there's people dying to hear it are are you um is it all new so how many songs on the ep four 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 is it all new stuff it's all yeah has had it been had you guys ever recorded it before or is it all Um, four new songs that's so crazy that you even know to ask that question because Three of the songs are new, and one is a song that we wanted to re-record to give it the treatment we felt like it deserved. Cool. That's so weird. How did you? Why? Why I'm would you your even head, ask bro. that question? I'm you are. I don't know because I feel like I just didn't know. I was just curious about your your process. Like if you guys were currently writing or you know whatever like i just didn't know if you guys because you said you recorded in may june that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i didn't know like if you had gone through a season where you were writing together or if you know whatever so that's that that's i think that's where that question yeah curiosity wow okay that's that's crazy that's cool yeah we we wrote over the course of like i think a year and a half but you know um mike our guitar player was living in oregon uh, in Portland, he was like, I'm out. There was a point where he was like, I'm, I'm done with this getting out of here. So he bounced. Um, and, uh, our drummer has been living in Nashville for oh, right at 10 years now, I think a little over 10 years. Mm. And, uh, Johnny and I live here in North Carolina and, um, but Mike lived, mm. Mike moved to Nashville where Jordan lives. And, uh, then, we kind of increased frequency because we're no longer buying a plane ticket, you know, and a, and a rental car or gas, you know, where the the guys just get in the car or we go out that way. So we started writing. We had a couple sessions in person sessions and just started writing. We write better when we're in the room together. Just bring some riffs. We start with a riff and we go from there. So it just comes out of comes, you know, we, we write with our ears. What what comes next, kind of stuff is is how we approach every single song. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. I yeah. feel really bad, man. I'm sitting here feeling bad for what I said about you leaving the church and it getting better. <laughs> oh, dude, no, it's fine. 
Dude, I, I love it. You I, ought to hear this. I feel stuff. like I feel like I cut you deep. Just the you didn't cut, you didn't I, cut me at all, brother. I was thinking in my head, I would like that at some point you would have you would have thought about that, like just as a funny thing to think about. And it kind of like it would have I wow. felt like it I felt like it didn't it didn't go the way I wanted it to go in my mind when I said it because I thought you were gonna you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not as witty. Instead it just came off as mean. I'm not quick or witty or I don't really think as deep as a lot of people in my life do. Um I got a good memory, so I remember really good saying. So every once in a while I'll say one of those. But I don't I, I'm not a deep thinker, you know, like a lot of people yeah. are like you or and I'm just not <laughs> like, quick enough to think it, it took me a second to even get what you were saying. So I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm the opposite. I have a terrible memory and I don't know whether or not I'm a deep thinker, but I, I know for sure that I have a really terrible memory. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how I have such a good memory. I've got way too many head injuries to to have <laughs> such a good memory. Yeah, man. Um, so maybe we should do, cause uh, just in case, for anybody listening to this that that might not know, can we do like a very just like a snapshot version of just who you are and and what you've done in the musical world? If we could just mention yeah. the bands that yeah. you've been a part of, real quick, yeah, yeah. So in forty 19, minutes in <laughs> to the podcast, in nineteen ninety nine, I started a band with some friends called Beloved. We were in high school, uh, and that band. Um, over the next year or two, you know, we started to kind of blow up locally, regionally, uh, started talking to record labels and toured and met other bands that were really doing very well in the, the scene. And mm -hmm. uh, we made friends with all the right bands. I mean, we really did. It was the craziest thing. Um, and so we ended up signing a record deal and doing all that kind of stuff and had some really great time on the road and kind of rose to some sort of popularity, like a certain level that was noticeable in, in Beloved. Beloved ended in 2004 when your boy decided that he was done. Um, and uh, then I started a band, like you said, eight minutes later called, uh, <laughs> called Advent. Uh, mm -hmm. Same year in the spring. Um, so I wasn't done with music. Uh, wow. What a quitter, dude. What a quitter. Um, what a quitter. Now it's starting to hit. <laughs> now it's starting to hit. It's all. <laughs> here come oh, the wow. shame spirals. <laughs> okay. Give me a second because I'm going to cry. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to cry. Um, and then I started a band called Advent and we literally started from the ground up. <laughs> Uh, we thought that uh, some of the beloved notoriety would help and maybe it kind of did. I have no mm. clue. We had nothing to show for it for a long time. We released mm. one record, then a second record. Our second record is what caught because we finally, you know, figured our sound out. But while that record was being released, I joined a band playing drums. Uh, I joined a band playing drums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, <clears throat> Did I say that right? I joined a it's band. A, it's a play the drum. I think that's that's a dangling participle. We yeah. call that. 
I joined you, a band you to jo- play the drums. Because the band wasn't playing the drums. You were playing the drums in the band. Yeah. So I, I don't yes. think anybody would have would have had a problem with the way you said it. What did you call it? But that? since we're a since dangling? since we're analyzing it, it's called a oh God, I'm such a English nerd. Uh a dangling participle. I told you. I told you you were way smarter than me. <laughs> a dangling I just, participle. I just went to Christian schools most of my life and the one thing that we did good at was English. <laughs> As I said that really poorly. You, the one you know thing we do? did good at <laughs> I'm going to call someone a dangling participle <laughs> and to their face tomorrow. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a good know. friend. I'm not just a stranger. I don't, I don't do that to strangers. Don't talk like it's that. like when you put oh. the second thing that you're trying to say in the wrong oh. spot so that it's okay. like, I don't know what the truthfully, I don't, I don't know what the thing is like what I, I don't even, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, like <laughs> But yeah, so I what did you say? I joined a band playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like, was the band playing drums or were you playing the drums? So there's probably again no, I never no one ever would have said that you said that wrong. But there might be a better way, grammar grammatically speaking, there might be a better way. So like, say it how you think I should say it, so that I know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I would just change it. I've been, I I would have said it in the moment. I would have said it the same way, but I'm just saying like, if I was writing an English paper, I'd say I started playing drums in a band or something, you know, I mean, I would just change the structure of it. So much better, dude. That's so much better. So I started playing drums in a band, uh, right when the advent naked and cold album was released. I started playing uh-huh. drums in a band called The so Almost. Good. And uh, and we toured, and they were kind of, they had kind of hit like a really high point. You know, they put out a record. Mm-hmm. Dude, they were on the top 40 billboard for their Big first man. released, no tours, even under their belt, released the album. And it's like mm-hmm. top 40, 40,000 copies of the record first week. It's like crazy. That is not my my doing, but I'm I get the offer to play for this band, so I'm like, of course, and it's for probably one of the most influential drummers in the entire heavy music scene yeah. at the time. He was a yeah. he was a friend of mine, you know. So it's like, yeah. um, uh, so I joined that, and then Advent ended in 2011, and I was continuing to tour with um with the almost through 2014, I think, um, when Aaron Gillespie, the singer mm-hmm. of the almost got an offer to play drums for Paramore. Paramore. Um, yeah. So how are you not going to take that? It's a Legit, massive yeah. gig. <laughs> it's a it's crazy a opportunity. Massive. At that yeah. time, they're, they're, they're selling out arenas. It's like, yeah. So yeah. he, he goes and does that. So obviously that took precedence in his, in his life as far as music goes. So we just kind of, they did like, didn't they do a music video for twat for that movie, for one of the twilight movies. Mm -hmm. And that was like, was that one of the reasons why they, or were they already at that level? I feel like that was one of the things that kind of catapulted them a little bit more. They were at a, you know, they were at a very Mm -hmm. big, you know, they were in a, 
they had grown prominent rather large. Already, yeah. Yeah. Prominent. Thank you. That was a dangling. Uh, they were, they were, they were kind of a dangling participle of a band, you know, like, <laughs> um, oh, but, I'm such uh, a nerd. <laughs> I'm going to use that so many times tomorrow. It's crazy. Um, and everybody already knows what it is, and I will have forgotten what it even means. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties, but we're back. We're rolling. Um, so where were we at? I'm the I told you I have a bad memory. I I, I told I was, you I have a good memory, and I can't. <laughs> it, was like, it was like 30 seconds ago, and I just can't. I can't oh, think. So I know I remember we were talking about about paramore and we were talking about the almost and we were yeah. in that in that oh yeah zone the band but. the band just kind of dissolved um mm. for a season um and admit actually started doing shows or we started writing again in the end of 2015 um mm. recorded an ep in 2016 re- released it in 2017 um and, you know, I think to a certain degree, it's like, it's a certain degree. We're not some, we're not a large band. I don't think many people have heard of us um, enough have that we can book a show somewhere and play for a couple mm-hmm. hundred people. Like that's awesome. Tiny, small punk venue, you know, sell some shirts, mm-hmm. do a thing, <laughs> scream, people get it. They believe in it and we do it. But, um, and then beloved, <clears throat> we had a we uh, originally planned we originally planned to play Furnace Fest twenty twenty. Obviously, that was announced mm. any in the end of twenty nineteen, and with you know what n- none of us really saw coming, the COVID thing happened. Mm-hmm. It canceled the fest, and uh, but we did end up playing uh, Furnace Fest twenty twenty one. And it was a, it was a much larger, more impactful yes, uh, thing than we anticipated. So you know, we did that, and we played two local shows in our town. Both sold the first one sold out mm-hmm. in like I don't even know a handful of hours or something. Second one yeah. sold out pretty quick. So it was like kind of like a really big like a firework going off, you know, in the, yeah. in the, in the joy part of your, your head and your heart, like, Whoa, this is so cool. And, uh, we, we lived in it for a moment and, um, you know, we've kind of just been sitting while well, we played one show with glass jaw in 2022 when I was mowing grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew about that. That was awesome. That was in Atlanta. Super cool show. They they asked us to play a handful of shows. That was the only one that we could do. Um, hmm. But then, uh, yeah. So Advent's currently doing stuff. So my my um, experience for most of my my adult life, right after high school, that like the the preceding fifteen years was music. That's what I did. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you're talking to today as a yeah an ex ex rocker yeah <laughs> current ex slash current rocker yeah I I appreciate the uh, the recap there and I do want to say with with a band like Advent 
like not not too many bands like advent get like super like mainstream you know if any yeah however there is there is something there's like there's crazy respect within the scene like within people that that know who you guys are that are into this like really i mean as far as heavy music goes you guys are on i mean advent is on the very like heavy end of the heavy spectrum mm-hmm. and you guys have like what you guys do is incredible and there's there's tons of respect like if so if you're if you're talking to people that are like into the scene that are into that kind of music uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that know who you guys are and that would put mm-hmm. you on on a list of, you know, bands that they would love to to go see, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 as you know, I mean, I, I think f- from there's there's just something awesome. There's something beautiful <clears throat> about those, you know, smaller, like more intimate kind of venues and that sort Dude. of thing as well. You know, it's and my favorite just the, thing the, the connection, world. the camaraderie. What is it, man? What is that like? I feel like it's organized chaos of of that the show, the the hardcore show atmosphere environment where, like, okay, so I don't know. I'm just gonna th- I'm gonna think out loud for a minute with the way the music feels. Like you can be rocking out to you know h- hardcore metal, whatever, and it kind of has that you know, like angry you say like feels angry like feels angry music or whatever but at the same time what you guys are doing with advent your lyrics are very they're very spiritual they're very profound in my opinion and, and a lot of it is very very uplifting and there's something though about like being in a show where you kind of feel like if you were an outsider and you weren't you didn't you weren't really aware like this was just like your 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 first time experiencing this genre of music you come be like, well, what are they so mad about? Like, why are these people like flinging their arms around and doing wind roundhouse kicks in in the in the pit and like all this kind of stuff? But at the same time, there's such a, it's like fun loving. Like you can go from a moment where it it feels like you're just kind of like, you know, from that mm-hmm. moment to like being very very silly because there's like a dude in a hot dog costume like walking around the pit you know what i mean like it's it's just it's fun it, it makes you it makes you feel like a kid it makes you feel alive and there's such a camaraderie at, and and i think just feeling of i don't know community whatever it is whatever that thing is that exists in that atmosphere is so cool that i just like i haven't seen that it done mm-hmm. the same way in any other musical genre i don't know if any of what I'm saying makes any sense, but it's like that just organized chaos of like just sharing that experience with, with other people that get it. It, It's just something that I think is, is, is real special. I don't know. dude. All I can say is that 100% it made so much sense. Um, Yeah. I, I would just agree wholeheartedly that, that, I think what draws the people who are into hardcore or punk or metal into that is that they're, they just kind of are out of, and I don't mean this in the straight edge way, even though I'm a straight edge kid, Mm -hmm. I don't mean it in that way is that 
there's just this way that we walk out of step with the rest of the world. It's like, Mm. um, there's a guy that I was listening to named Justin Marler on a podcast. And he said, what drew me to, uh, he, he became like an Orthodox monk and, you know, um, I don't think he became a priest, but he was a monk for a while. Um, but he said what drew him to punk was the rejection of the world and what drew him to orthodoxy wow. was the rejection of the world. It was the same thing, you know? Um, yeah. Obviously there's a lot that he covers there, not just a rejection in a way of hatred, but a rejection of, um, you know, maybe what, what the Orthodox church defines as the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So in a way for me, punk or hardcore is I, I always felt different from all the people in my, you know, in my high school and my middle school, um, the things that consumed other people, just, it was just not what I wanted. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. And so I actually, it's not that I was prideful in, in me. It was like, dude, this is so cool. I get, to decide on my own to not do everything that everyone else is doing to try to fit in. I can mm-hmm. actually make a decision, a conscious decision to, to walk in a different direction, to be yeah. like a dissident for positive uh, life-giving uh, things in to walk yeah. upstream, you know? So I do as soon as I found punk and hardcore and the people around me at school were like, Ooh, what is this? I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Soon as I found out what it meant to really start following Jesus, that it makes you all of a sudden, like not just a target. I didn't want to become a target for people's aggression, but it was like, mm. um, or their hatred, but it was like, dude, to follow Jesus means you have to go against the grain, dude. People are going this way, and guess what? You get to you get to put your arm out and help somebody else go along with you. Like, that whole thing drew me to Jesus. It drew me to punk wow. and hardcore. So wow. to me, punk and hardcore is not at all. It's not just the – it's not the imagery. And I get the imagery because I'm a part of it. And I get mm-hmm. the, I get all the different, you know, I'm, I've got black on, black on, black, black jeans, black shoes right now. <laughs> Not because I'm obsessed with black or I'm so sad about my life. You know, it's like <laughs> I, <laughs> at this point, I can't see myself or anything else. I'm very happy. Yeah. Very joyful. <clears throat> the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, um, <clears throat> but I uh, do like, I am just glad to do what no one else, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to condescend, condescend in any sort of way. I'm glad to do what nobody else is willing to do mm-hmm. in order to be who I'm supposed to be. So yeah. if you don't, if you don't like the music, dude, I'm all good with it, but yeah. I love it. And there are kids who will be drawn to that sound. Um, you know what, if you're not down with the message of Jesus, dude, I love you anyway, but I, I, I'm going to live and die 
I'm going to mm. live and die at the foot of the cross, dude. Like yeah. that's, and I have life everlasting <clears throat> because I found my life there. So bro, wow. I'm yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, following Jesus is pretty punk rock. Like, as you said, like it's pretty, there's, there's some, there's some hardcore elements to Dude. for sure. Like following Jesus. I love that. I love that connection that you just made there. Yeah. Following the most, that's what Justin Marler says. He says the most punk rock people were the martyrs. They were the martyrs. They were more punk rock than anybody. Yeah. There is no one tougher than a little old lady mm. who would be willing to be stoned to death and not just all she had to do was speak a word. I recant. No, I don't follow Jesus. I deny. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll get back in line, but these people, you know, were willing to die for their mm. faith, dude, not to kill for their faith, to die for yeah. their faith, to suffer, to suffer. They counted the cost. They knew they knew what it would be. Jesus never lied to his followers when he tells Peter that there is going to there's going to be a day that comes. You're going to be doing your thing. They're going to come get you. They're going to dress you in a certain way and they're going to take you away somewhere you don't want to go. He he yeah. made it plain and clear that his disciples would be treated in a certain way. And even him, so the, the one the church is being built on, he never lied. Yeah. He never, he made it plain and clear. So I, dude, I can't wait to hug, shake and kiss the faces of these men and women that died so that we could have a church, you know, mm. thousands and thousands of years later. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can't wait, dude. They're the most punk rock people ever. It's incredible. It's incredible. Punk was punk. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that. I love that you brought that up. That's so cool. Who who was it? I can't I can't remember. Um it's the memory thing, bro. I can't remember who said it, but it's a uh that famous quote that says the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Do you I don't who said remember that? who I don't remember, <clears throat> but I know exactly what you're talking about. I, but yeah, that's like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's legit. I mean that's why we are where we are today because these incredible, you know, men and women of God that were that were left there after Jesus to to carry on the torch and to spread the message and the Bible says that they they turned the world upside down and they weren't conforming to nothing, dude. They were they were getting arrested. They were getting beat and and whipped and they were just just dealing with it like it was life it was it was what they yes. were doing they were they were fighting to live in community with one another they were making the sacrifices to to do life together they were doing yes. all that stuff and you know when we read the book of acts it's like like i it, it's something i think about a lot bro and, and i and i don't i don't have a lot of answers in this area but but it's like what do how do we get back to you know, a, a semblance of not, not that I'm saying we need to be persecuted and we need to be all this stuff in order to like really be the, the, the church. We need to suffer. Like I'm not, I'm not into suffering just for the sake of suffering, but it's like just the, 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 the mindset and the mentality of the church of, of the first century and the, you know, first couple of centuries, like that mindset 
of the days of acts of just regardless no matter what no matter what they throw at us no matter what it looks like we're following jesus we're we're in this and we're doing it together yeah. and we're bringing people with us and it's just like it's crazy man we're, we're so blessed and we take it so for granted right like that we we live in the kind of country where you know they were inviting people into like they were inviting people to to literally give up their lives in, in a real sense, like when we invite people to Jesus, like in this, you know, in this country, we're inviting people, yeah, to, to give up their lives to follow Jesus. But like they were really inviting people to like, hey, there's a good chance you're going to die <laughs> if you come with us and you do what we're doing. Like there's a good chance you're going to even if you don't die, you're going to be persecuted. There's going to be trouble. It's going to be it's going to be stressful, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's so punk rock, bro. Who would sign up for that? Only the real punks, dude. <laughs> Sign me up. It's so sick, dude. I, dude, I I'm so grateful for every single every single believer that's gone before me, dude. It, the foundation that's been laid, um, they turned the world upside down. Yeah, man. Yes, the church the church will not be defeated. Because the moment that the enemy and the moment that the people and the rulers and the powers of this world decide that they'll try and squash the church by crushing the church, buddy, yeah. that's how a seed comes to life. Yes. <laughs> it has to fall to the ground and be crushed and, and die. And yeah. then it comes to life. So, yeah, dude. It can't, yeah, it, man. The gates of hell. The gates of hell. Yeah, they they won't do what. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so crazy. It's a uh, it, it's a really, really intense verse. I think it's I think it's Revelation, is it twelve eleven? I think it is. They they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by and the word the of their word testimony. Of the testimony. And they did not love their lives to even death. unto death. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a there's an Advent shirt that we did that said "Even unto death" on it. Even so, unto death. Yeah. I just picture you in like the field with your zero turn, just like carving that in the grass. Just like carving <laughs> old English. Car yeah. Carving some kind of like phrase from your uh, from your music. Yeah, that's a good one. E even even unto death. Just like carving that in the grass and like leaving <laughs> on your last yeah. day. I'm getting that tatted. Dude. Leaving crop Even circles. That's death. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to do that. Wow. Thanks for the inspiration, brother. Yeah. I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. I appreciate you. Me too. What, what's your, um, are you, are you out of time? I know it's um, later where, where you are than where I am. And I didn't, I, I should have asked only, you that before. Oh, it's all good. It's nine. It's only nine 14. <laughs> I'm, I may not be out of time. But one of my one of my Apple AirPods went. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh gosh!" So, right, buddy is back in the charging case, currently being currently being charged. So we'll see. Yeah. So if I if I go if I go uh, <laughs> mute on you again, yeah, yeah, just wrap it on up. <laughs> we'll just wrap it up. We'll just we'll know we'll know now we know now we know what happened if that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um. 
I'm curious about something. Just just thought about it. Just came to my mind. Um, mm -hmm. You've been in this music scene for, I mean, since so so since like '99 is when you first started in your in with uh, with Beloved. Were you yeah. were you in high school yet? Were you? Uh, yeah, high school senior at that point. Going to shows. Oh, you were a senior. Yeah. Going to shows probably in '96, '97. Just as a you know, just a, a kid in the crowd, and started bands. I guess I was in some bands before Beloved, but it was just mm -hmm. a little local, you know, probably really bad. I I don't even remember if it was yeah. good or bad, but um, yeah. And were you like from the womb to the pew? Like, did you grow up? Were you always in church? Dude, went to the church. The church that. I went to is the church that I'm currently working at. So I've been there my whole life pretty much. And it's the awesome. church that my parents got saved in because of my, my grandfather who died on the stage, January 8th, 1980, uh, finishing at Whoa. the end of his prayer about being in the presence of the Lord. We're one of those churches that used to record all the services on like cassette tapes and stuff, you know, Whoa. and then people could request them. And so that was recorded. So as a kid, I used to listen to the service and go, whoa, that's that's my pawpaw dying right there. That's cool. I didn't know how cool <laughs> it was. Cool. Yeah, it's like, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So that's what eventually led my parents into coming to the church was his was his death. You know, and then I'm born two years later. So, um, so I've wow. been there, yeah, in, in mom's belly before I was ever. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Very crazy. One of my buddies that I grew up with was in a very, very similar kind of thing. We grew up in church together. Had been in the church uh, forever, and then he never, he never left, and he eventually became the youth pastor. And he just until very recently, he's, he's, uh, he's actually moved on from there, but. But very similar situation of growing up in in the church and then oh you know staying there forever and then moving into leadership there and that sort of thing that's uh yeah that's really cool so having so okay so i'm the same way grew up in church been in been in church my whole life and then um when i got into my you know I, well after high school went to bible college and then i've been in ministry pretty much ever since i think i took a year there was a year in between uh graduating college and actually getting into ministry but i um i imagine that in the the circles that you've run in over the past 20 plus years you've probably been in contact with a lot of people maybe you know probably friends of yours that have gone through some form of what we would call like deconstruction where oh, yeah. we, you know we're deconstructing our faith and that sort of thing. It's a really common thing, I think, for like '90s church and youth group kids that oh, grow yeah. up, and then like we went through the purity culture, we went through a lot of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of things that we could maybe look back on from that period, whether or not because, like, for me personally, in in my church, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Like, like it wasn't nearly as bad as as I think in some cases of people that I've talked to that went through some really dysfunctional is not the right word. Um, but they went through some pretty intense forms of, you know, the way that purity culture, that sort of thing was presented to them. And, and I just think that there were a lot of false expectations or, or I, I'm not trying to sound 
judgmental in the way that I say this either, but, but just a lot of like expectations that were, that were built up in that time period that eventually when kids like grew up and they kind of started to, you know, think a little bit more clearly, get away, go to college, get away from their parents, get away from church for a little while, that a lot of people from our generation ended up going through this, this phase of deconstructing their faith and questioning or yeah. rethinking, or in many, many cases, actually like completely walking away from their mm -hmm. faith. I'm wondering, was there any version of like deconstruction that, that you would say that you went through at all over the years? Um, you know, I think there were times, and I'm not saying this is every person who goes through deconstruction. This is what their, their mindset is. Uh, there were times that, you know, I was like, um, I wanted to be closer to my sin than I did to God. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would, you know, I would gladly kind of shut down the voice or, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily hardening my heart or of any sort of way. Um, thank God that he can, I thank God that he can redeem anything and bring mm. dead things to life. But um, I, uh, I definitely had seasons where, you know, I had questions run through my head or I was dealing with sin or, um, you know, to a significant degree. And, uh, but man, I, I just, um, not, not in a way that a lot of my friends have, I'd say almost mm -hmm. the greater majority of my friends who, who I either grew up in church with, or, um, even some people that I've done ministry with have walked away and deconstructed and, um, you know, all of what that, what that entails. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I haven't experienced a lot of the things that they have. But also, I have experienced a lot of the things they that they have, and mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes, I, I, you know, I've made a decision to stay. I made a decision to stay, and it's and it's hard. Um, it's hard to stay at a place where you've been wounded. It's hard to yeah. stay at a place um, where you know that there's somebody there who doesn't like you being there. Um, it's even harder to go up and talk to that person eventually and ask for, mm. for their forgiveness or to forgive them. Wow. Um, but dude, we belong to the gospel of reconciliation. And so mm. um, that's where the truth of God's word has to be reconciled with our feelings. At some point, the truth of God's word has to be reconciled with the lies that we were willing to uh, uh, believe um, um, I don't think it's black and white and just easy, like get over it, you know, get over all that church hurt and suck it up and get back in a church. Cause, cause Hebrews, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do not um, forsake the assembly yeah. of yourselves. Well, Hebrews yeah. 10, 10, what? 10, 20. Uh, um, did you lose me? I got you. Okay. I, I found okay. you. Okay. You got me. I was lost. But now I'm Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews. Yeah. I don't even, I'm not even, I can't think about it right now. It's Hebrews 10. Something. So, yeah. So 
but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just yeah. that easy. I have really good friends who are actually at the church that I'm at now. Um, and they were wounded and, you know, they're in a different place. They're not necessarily, they've not abandoned the faith. Um, but you know, they're in a different place than I am in, in their experience. Um, but I'll always encourage them to, to, you know, come back to, you know, to the church because as hard as, as hard as it is to be there, um, sometimes when you're walking through pain, when you're walking through unforgiveness, when you're walking through hurt that someone else has caused you, um, dude, it, that is the church is the hope of the world. We're the light in the city. Um, we are the hospital for the sick. Sometimes those, sometimes we can be walking around with cancer inside of our bodies and not even know it. And so mm. the same way, a lot of us can be walking around with what we think is the truth about the church or about someone or about a situation. Um, and it's actually just a cancer that's been festering inside of us and it's killing us. And uh, we may think we're healthy and all good, but we need to get to the hospital and we yeah. need to let the physician see us. And we need to be around the people who will care for us. Um, a lot of us are afraid to come back to the church because we think we'll be rejected. Um, yeah. We think that maybe we were even rejected in the first place, but what we took as um, rejection, maybe at the time was somebody's really um, poor way of trying to love us or trying to encourage us or trying wow. to correct us in a way, but we couldn't hear it because um, we were up in our feelings, man. I'm up and I'm a, I'm a hardcore punk rock kid. I write lyrics. I'm in my feelings all the time. So I know what that's like to get my feelings hurt, but, Dude, the church, if you've been hurt by the church, anyone who's watching or listening to this, and we're not perfect people. Um, and, you know, that's that's the thing about following Jesus is he called a bunch of jacked up, broken people to decide to continue to meet with him. Um, he knew that there was one that would re reject him and uh, betray him and um, mm. eventually be and he knew that there was there were there was one that would deny him and yet he would still call that man to be um, the one that his church was built upon um, he mm. called him blessed uh, for the revelation mm -hmm. that that you know Peter Simon Peter had you know so yeah like yeah what was the last thing you said because <laughs> it cut out again <laughs> yeah I said, if you've been hurt by the church, come back. Mm. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Maybe you don't go back to the place that you were hurt, but there is a church in your city, in your town, in your county, somewhere that will understand. There is a person that's been through what you've been through, and uh, it's good to be around people, even if you're not all the way there yet. You know, as far as I, I'm, I'm not ready for this to, to fully commit. Um, just being around people, man, we we're not meant to live life alone. That's like a, I feel like that's on mm. 150,000 mm -hmm. different church websites at this point. Like everybody's got a, you know, a tagline, um, but yeah, we're not meant to live this life alone. So well, can't wow. do it, especially the faith, man. The faith is, it's a, it's a communal thing. It's something that we do together. There's no one person being saved by themselves. We're saved into 
into the church, yeah. into the body. It's not just a metaphor. We are Christ's body. If you feel lost, just come, just, just come to the body, find your place. Hmm. Come back. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love the church and I want people to fall in love yeah. with the church. So that's so well said, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I think that it's interesting because lately I've been hearing just from a lot of people um, probably over the past couple of years, I've been hearing from just a lot of people that are not Christians that are recognizing the value of quote unquote following Jesus, whether they would phrase it like that or not, but be, but the value of being connected to, to a church in terms of the community that comes with it in terms of just so many things. Like I've been hearing people, whether it's, I've, I've heard it from people like Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, you know, people, I, I can't even remember so many people that I've heard say something similar, like, a, that they think that a lot of the problems that we're having in society today are the results of a lot of people kind of walking away from the community of the church or walking away from that lifestyle yeah. of being connected, um, committed to. And, and again, I mean, they're saying it from more of a less of a spiritual standpoint and more of a communal, relational, societal impact level. But that's just that's just an element of it. But it's it's such an important aspect of who we are as the church. Of, of course, like if you said the most foundational thing about the church is that we're people that are following Jesus. But if you if you take it down, like the next step up on the on the ladder there is like we're following Jesus, but we're doing it together in community. And it's gotten to the point, I think, where we just get so. I don't know, man, like in, in our country, the the I don't know so much of church culture has gotten skewed by so many different things that I think that a lot of people from our generation have walked away from it because they have started to feel like it really wasn't it's not real or, you know, the the a lot of the people in the church that they've encountered, they've you know, finally saw things from a different perspective and and began to think, oh, well, these people are fake. And, you know, the stuff that they taught me isn't real. And unfortunately, like we end up if we've had those kinds of experiences, whether it's with leaders in the church or if it's just with peers in the church or whatever, we take that and then we equate that with God or we equate that with following Jesus as a whole and then we end up rejecting the whole thing and we end up walking away. And that's what's happened, I think, to so many people and and so many like of what you alluded to earlier of like so many of the bands that we grew up with that at the time were were Christian bands, you know, Christian metal, Christian hardcore, like the Christian underground music scene was. I don't know, to me, it didn't feel huge at the time, but looking back, like it was huge and there was a lot of a lot of like the 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 christian what am i trying to say um there were so many christian bands in that genre that i think really 
pushed and promoted the genre and made it expand and made it become bigger than than it yeah. was and so many of those bands or, or those band members have now you know walked away from their faith mm-hmm. um and it is like the the punk rock thing to be <laughs> to, to adhere to your faith you know it is it is the the thing mm-hmm. to i mean that is countercultural at this point to be like one of the one of the guys in your position who says no like i'm not walking away from this even though i recognize that um, there were all kinds of things whether it was my experience or not but there were all kinds of things that were done wrong there were all kinds of things that you know maybe we were not you know a lot of people that grew up in our generation like maybe they weren't treated the best way in church or maybe they were manipulated in some ways or maybe they were whatever Obviously, there's some really extreme examples of of mm-hmm. church hurt that's deeper yes. than just the I had the perception of something. It was actual, yeah. you know, abuse, mental, oh, yeah. emotional, physical, sexual, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. And of course, those things are absolutely inexcusable. But whatever the case is, whatever people have gone through to 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 have that resolve within yourself to whether it's staying or if it's years later coming back but saying like i'm not rejecting jesus just because these these people that were in my life in that season didn't do a good job of modeling it to me or you know maybe even i like recognizing that that for me maybe i had them pedestalized in a way that i shouldn't have or you know whatever it's it's hard for me to put good words to this because there's such a spectrum of what we could be dealing with, with people that do end up deconstructing their faith and ultimately walking away from their faith. But if we could, you know, help people to see and to understand like those things, if something was done to you, that was not a thing that was sanctioned by God just because it happened in the church and the, and the nature and the character of God is for you to be loved and to be in community and to be accepted and to be free and to experience his goodness and his love and his favor and his faithfulness and, and, and all of that. And it's just like, I don't know, man, have you dealt with, with this at all? Just as far as like these conversations, like where, Maybe you've you've talked with somebody that had walked away from their faith or were on the brink of walking away from their faith because of what people in the church did to them or their perception of what people in the church did or or whatever. And to kind of help people to see that the way that people act in the church is not necessarily a reflection of the heart of God. And you're not just walking away, you know, we don't, we don't want you to walk away from God. We don't want you to walk away from your relationship with him because of what people have done to you. Um, I don't know. Is there, have you like had conversations like that with, with people? Dude, so countless. Too many times. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you just like you said, in our generation, man, like the eighties and nineties, that was a, um, that was a, that was a real time to become a Christian, bro. Like yeah. culture clash, you know, and Christianity became kind of its own bubble in the United States. It took on a, a new kind of identity, you know, and, um, so many of us were raised in that and I was raised in that. And yet, mm-hmm. um, I also had freedom in my own house, you know, I, um, 
But I, I think about my friend, I think about my friend that I was telling you about. He worked at the church that I work at. He was really hurt, really burned. Mm. Um, and yet uh, now in our friendship, in our in our relationship, he doesn't go to our church anymore. Um, he's come back and visited a few times and helped us with things as we needed. Um, he's always open to that. But he's one of the most deeply uh, spiritually profound people that I know mm. And not just for the sake of trying to seem a certain way. He really does. He loves God. He's just kind of a, he's a wild man. You know, he's, uh, but he's almost in this like John the Baptist kind of way. Um, yeah. You know, but um, I, yeah, him, him and I have had some of the craziest conversations and I love that we'll just go back and forth on each other. Just kind of like, kind of push each other's. Yeah, but man, but what about this? But what about this? Um, we're not, we're, we don't disagree on who Jesus is. We don't disagree mm -hmm. on, um, you know, the doctrines of the faith. Um, but we aren't the same in, uh, the way we think about the church, but, um, but he, you know, he hasn't rejected any of this. It's just, dude, to hear his story, it makes sense why people, yeah. You got me. Yeah. So you. So you were. Here's where. Here's where it cut out. He said, "To hear his story, it makes sense," and then it. And then it went away. So, do you remember what you said? <laughs> yeah, it would make sense why why people have walked away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, and why people have been on the brink because, I mean, mistreatment from, or not even necessarily mistreatment, but a mishandling of a situation from right. the guy at the top in kind of a cold way it's like um but uh and i knew i know the guy at the top and it wasn't a reflection even of who he is it was uh just a a fumble you know we but mm. that's where yeah. it's like we're as disciples as pastors as teachers we're called to a higher standard and it's like now I realize I'm like, dude, I could fumble missing a phone call three or four times in a row yeah. by somebody because I don't recognize the number. And yet I just talked to that person yesterday morning at church and say, yeah, give me a call tomorrow afternoon at three 30. But I forget that they're going to call me at three 30 and mm -hmm. they've been waiting for this phone call all day. Oh, this is the guy on stage that took the offering. Oh, this was the guy on stage that, that blessed the church as he, Went out and he wants to talk to me tomorrow at 3.30. So something just as simple as that could cause someone who gave, who who handed over some of their trust to the church in a moment on a Sunday morning. Wow. They're waiting all day for that call on that Monday afternoon. And we can point the finger and say, you know, you you can't, you can't, you can't put that on Jesus. You can't put that on the yeah. church. There's one guy that screwed up. But I screw up and forget to pick that phone call up. And they all of a sudden feel ignored. Well, who knows? Who knows what happens? Mm. Who knows where they go in their mind? So we're to be careful with even the smallest interactions and, and not to micronize and get down to these, you know, little jots and tittles about the way that we treat people. But honestly, that's what that's what we're called to do is to treat people and to care mm. for people and to shepherd, you know, so. Uh, I, dude, I, I try to be as careful as I can um, with 
with new with new folks, with people who have been hurt, with people yeah. in all in all uh, facets of where they are in the body or where they are with their walk with with Christ. So we want to care for people, and um, I respect anybody's position. There's a there's people who are ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times more intelligent, more qualified than me to do what I'm doing. Yeah that have walked away and they have every argument under the sun and they know so much more than me. And they look at me and they go, you're an idiot for believing what you believe. And I get it. But I'm, I'm called to do what I do by God. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I respect you. I respect your opinion. Um, but I'm going to continue not just to disagree with you, just to disagree with you, but I've experienced God and, you know, God's not, uh, God being real doesn't hinge on our experiences, but I'm telling you, I, I know God has pulled me out of a gutter and saved my life. That is, I have a testimony. There's nothing that can, there's nothing that can change that because the test, my testimony, just like you said, the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony beats a being that's been here for thousands, thousands of years before I was ever here. That was, a, mm. you know. My testimony, my brother's testimony, my sister's testimony, you know, is is powerful. And it's because of the blood of the lamb. That's a two-parter. They have to be, they that testimony has to be about the blood of the lamb. Yes. So, and yes. that's what it is, dude. In my life, it's Jesus, what he did for me. No one will ever convince me otherwise. I, I will go to the grave with this one. And I'll rise from the grave because <laughs> Jesus is coming to get me one day. Come on. So <laughs> come on. Man, you're getting me so fired up tonight. Thanks, yeah. bro. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you. for the you conversation. Thanks for all your time. And shout out to all those eighties and nineties uh church kids. Yeah. That, there was, you said that was a crazy time. That was a crazy time. Um and uh I mean I, I look back very fondly on my on my church going experience but I, but i but i am you know very much aware of the uh a lot of the unbalances let's just say that that took place yeah. during that time and for me again in my situation any unbalances were like very very mild with what i experienced but i know that some of the some of the churches and some of the stuff that was taught was just like very you know very unbalanced a lot of the stuff that was taught yeah. with like a lot of the young girls and and everything about like you know the particularly i keep coming back to this but like the purity culture stuff it got yeah. very very you know unbalanced and i think we operated according to a double standard a lot of times and just a lot of Ooh. things like that but i absolutely just love what you're saying um and i i mean i think that it comes down to the fact that he's real like like he's real like we're all we are all screwed up in all of our different ways and none of us there's no perfect pastor there's no perfect youth leader there's no perfect anybody who's not going to mess it up and who's not going to disappoint somebody and let somebody down but uh he's real and that's why we're here and i i think that i i i think that you know one of the things that's helpful is like building the right kind of expectation with with church people right where it's like hey i don't want you to expect me to always get it right here because i am not gonna get it right and if you're expecting me to kind of like 
be a source for you just because I'm, you know, uh, on the pastoral team where I'm in leadership or whatever. Like I will 100%, like I promise you at some point I'm going to let you down. And, but like, just to like constantly just be pointing people to Jesus and being like a people that's moving together as a church, as a body to be a people that is just devoted to knowing him more and being a people of his presence. And, and I think that I wonder like if this has been, you know, your experience, I, I think that the, the younger generations today, like the, you know, the Gen Z and the Gen Alpha and like, you know, the younger generations today with, with the, the evolution that the, that the church has gone through over the past, you know, 20, 30 years, it, it just seems to me, and again, I'm not a youth leader, um, currently, but like, it seems to me that they're just a, a, a group of people that has a level of intelligence that we didn't have like when we were kids <laughs> because of yeah. the fact that they have so much access to technology and that sort of thing. But they seem like a group of, of, of people that are like really hungry for something that's, that's real for something that's legit and authentic. Yeah. Um, and when we present that to them, I feel like we have such an opportunity um, that's maybe stronger than it's ever been for, for us to like when we present something to this generation of young people today, that is that is real. That's not like a religious thing. It's not a whatever, but it's but it's real and something that we're in together that I just feel like it goes such a long way with a lot of the the temperament and the mentality and just the the culture of of where our young people are today. I don't know. Would you resonate with that at all? Absolutely, man. So, I mean, we, um, we had a guy named Antonio Howe last night, uh, who's just one of my, he's just one of the guys that's been coming to the church, him and his family. Um, amazing guy. And he came and preached a message for us last night and told us his testimony. And, uh, it was just real raw, um, to say it was nothing fancy. It wasn't, it was, it was dressed well because it had Jesus all over it, but Mm. it wasn't, this is not, he's not a doctorate. He's a truck driver, you know, like literally it's like, um, but our youth responded there were 71 or 72 youth there, I think. And they responded 90, upper 90%. There were probably two to two to three students who just decided not to, to move on it. But uh, he preached from Matthew 16, 24 through 26, if, I, if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, and that's a hard invitation, dude to lose your mm. life, mm. to come and die. <laughs> if you're yeah. going to follow me, you have to take up your cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. If uh, if you want to find your life, you got to lose your life. Mm-hmm. Those who want to keep their life will lose it. Those who will lose their life will find it. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, he said, he said, finders, weepers, losers, keepers last night. <laughs> and he's not some like, He's not like some one liner. It wasn't a message of one liner. I think it just hit him when he was talking about it. Mm. But dude, 
the youth responded to a real invitation. And it's because a real invitation is where life is at. His life over our life, his way over our way. That's what people respond to because how do we come, how do we come uh, to faith? By hearing the, by hearing the word of God, you know? So, um, and that's, he just presented the word of God and his testimony. There was nothing, there was no video show. There was no, you know, we were like lasers. We know lasers and smoke machines. I don't know the last time I've seen, actually seen a laser inside of a church. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know we like to point fingers at all the mega churches. Dude, I go to a large church that has a screen. We have a screen. We sure. have lights. But we need we need to back off the lasers because I don't remember any lasers <laughs> ever. Yeah. Okay. So, so stop saying lasers, you lazy people. You're talking about moving lights is what we're talking about, okay? So get it right yeah. with your with your wordage, with your verbiage there. All right, so I'm sorry. I just Did, wanted to poke fun. Um, I, I have I have had, not, a, not on many occasions, <laughs> but on a handful of occasions, I have had to lead worship when there's fog machines going on. Okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, that's, I can't, I, I hate it, bro, because it gets in your throat. Dude, that stuff will the guys jack you trying up. Trying to sing, bro. It's like I, I know yeah. I know dudes that were you know way more professional than me, uh, but they were they would refuse. They'd be like, "You can't if you want me to sing tonight, you have to not use the fog machines." I was like, "Oh, I wish I had that kind of clout. I didn't have that kind of clout bro. at the time. Um, if I would have said that, they yeah. would have been like, okay, we'll just get somebody else. We, we, <laughs> we don't need you I that think, much.' You know what's crazy is I think we used to have one." you know, five, six years ago. And I think we stopped using it because we just ran out of the fog juice. Mm-hmm. And we never, we never <laughs> fog again. Uh, where do you, but, where do you buy this stuff? I don't even know. I don't know. I just don't, put it in the closet. I don't know. Man, we've been a okay without the fog machine for a long time. Yeah. So, um, so, but anyways, uh, dude, his message was just real and raw and it was, it was the word of God. It was his testimony all wrapped up into a solid 30, 30, 35 minutes. Every, I mean, dude, it wrecked the entire room. And we're not just there to wreck people and to feel the atmosphere and all of the things that we come up with. And I'm not just making fun of these people um, because I, I, I love the, I love the word atmosphere. Hey, the atmosphere is real. Um, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's even more real, but, um, <laughs> but dude, he spoke and the Holy Spirit just, just worked on people. That's what happened. They responded. They said, I want to surrender. I want to give more of myself. I want to choose your life and deny my life. I want to, I want to take up my cross if anyone would follow me. So, uh, they, they responded to that dude. It was, it was, it was awesome. And all I did, I was just a cheerleader up front. Come on, guys, mm. make a decision. It's times now. All your friends are here. Everybody's watching. What are you going to do? <laughs> Everybody's doing it, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love that, yeah, man. It was good. It was good. <clears throat> That's so cool. Well, thanks, bro. Thanks for all your time for being so generous. It was awesome just catching up with you and yeah. hearing about where you're Me at too. now. And uh, I'm, I'm pumped that you guys have that uh, EP coming out with Advent and 
it's awesome keep yeah. making awesome music and keep it's keep great. pushing promoting yeah. people in the kingdom man and just doing what you're doing I'm, it just sounds sounds awesome so i'm pumped for you i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you the name of the ep i haven't told anybody else <gasps> especially on a on a podcast i've mentioned that you we heard were it here recording. first it's called god is the end wow I, i'm i'm God pretty stoked on end. it dude yeah that's so cool yeah that's so cool yeah yeah God i think is it is the cool end. yeah i love that yeah advent ep god <laughs> is the end is there a um let's see is there an idea of the re- release date do you have an expectation uh i would love to have it out by the spring um so we're working on a really cool show. It would be so awesome if the timing worked <laughs> out. So, yeah. Very cool, dude. Well, I can't wait. Can't wait to listen. God is the dude. end. Dude, do you just have, do you have any just like um, band names like rattling around your head? Where you're like, if I ever started another band, like I like just, I don't know, just do you have any band names on reserve of stuff that you thought of? Because um, I feel like dude. that happens a lot in conversation where you're just like, like, oh, that'd be a sweet band name or, you know, whatever. Do you Dude, remember any when, of that stuff? So I'll, well, I'll just tell you this. When Advent first started, we didn't know what our name was going to be. Um, we we took our name from the name of an album of one of our favorite bands. One of our favorite bands is Strongarm and the name of their album mm. and kind of like the, the pinnacle song, the climactic song on the album is called the advent of a miracle so we just took our name from that but when we were trying to decide where like what our name would be i had all kinds of stuff just rattling through my head and i was like what is the toughest thing in the world like what is the hardest toughest nothing scarier Mm -hmm. and i was like guys prison (laughs) and we I was like, I feel like one of the guys was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. Like, You're like there's Siberia. Yeah. There's nothing tougher than prison, bro. Just imagine someone telling you today that you're going to be in prison tomorrow. But they were like, all right, what if it wasn't prison? It was prisoner. And so we almost called our band Prisoner. Wow. Um, but I don't know what that would have what good that would have done us because mm-hmm. I don't know, but I was like, man, what if I was thinking the other a couple of weeks ago? I was like, what if our band was called Prison? What if, <laughs> what if they're like, yo, the new Prison EP, God is the end, you know? Like, um, yo, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that would have the same ring, but we've had a lot of people make know. fun of our name as Advent, so. We, you know, really? we get love and yeah, we get, we get all kinds of love and I'm grateful for it. We get, we get a little, we got some haters too. That's fine. I love haters, man. Yeah. That's all right. They need Jesus too. Yeah. You know, yep. I love but, it, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me, man. It was really fun. This was, I needed this more than I thought I did at like 745. I was like, bro, here we go. <laughs> And then I got really pumped come like 8.04. I was like, we're going. Let's go. Let's go. This is sick. Yeah, I was just, I was just <laughs> excited just to just to have fun. And hey, one yeah. fun, one fun thing if you have like two minutes left. Let's go. This might this might not go over well. Uh 
what do you think about all this AI stuff right now? Do you have any yeah, thoughts I, on it? I man, I downloaded one of those AI apps you pay like three ninety nine a month for mm-hmm. just to try and come up with some cool like art for my mm-hmm. youth group like flyers and stuff. And yeah. It sucks so bad, dude. It's <laughs> like it is not I mean AI is insane, but I don't know enough about it. I am not a tech guy. Like I'm I'm not um, I have so much respect for the guys that are tech guys, but I know jack squat about AI. <laughs> Other than what what my friends have like, kind of sent me pictures. Like, some somebody sent me an Instagram page. It's like a Bible, like a biblical prophecy AI thing, and it just like that the AI just kind of recreates scenes from the Bible, and oh wow, um, it's really cool man I'll, I'll send it to you if i can if i can find it i'll uh i'll yeah. message it to you on, on instagram but um i think it's awesome i just don't know enough about it yet i'm mm. that old guy i'm i'm, I'm old so yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't uh i haven't really personally even engaged with it um but what, i talk about what, it a lot how would you how would you engage how do you engage with yeah, I, I don't even know. I just mean like uh you know like chat GPT or the, like the thing oh. that you're talking about just using the software you know just using the oh, okay I was like there must the be open AI level. stuff or whatever yeah There's- yeah I just haven't really I just haven't really done it because it kind of it kind of freaks me out a little bit just to be honest but like but I talk um, about it I talk about it a lot uh, I talk about it a lot on the podcast because I'm I'm just like super super curious I think it's a I think it's crazy that we're here like that that this is where we are right now in 2024 yeah. that it's just getting the 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 advancements of it are just so mm-hmm. crazy like how quickly it's just learning and getting better and better and better yeah and at some point it's going to like maybe wake up and i just wonder if it's going to tell us that it's awake or not that's what i'm that's like my question right now is that i'm wondering like does it have an incentive yeah. to tell us or just to pretend that it's still asleep so people keep funneling billions of dollars into making it better and then like right. eventually it's gonna have its agenda and take over the world <laughs> um, i don't know <clears throat> but in the know. meantime it's super cool for like the stuff that you can do with it you know yeah like you can make yeah. like a ripped santa claus like super <laughs> easy like <laughs> ai make me a picture of santa claus if he worked out it's like awesome yeah like that's, yeah. that's super cool. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could probably get it. You could probably get it to make like a pretty legit, you know, sermon for you, you know, write some cool lyrics or something. But on all that, I feel like, I feel like it's just cause they used a whole, you know, they, 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 they're teaching it, you know, they're programming it. They're, there's people programming the artificial intelligence systems. Yeah. So it's like they use books and they use existing information and data from the internet and, uh, and all that kind of stuff to train it. So Ooh. when it's creating something, it's really borrowing from like everything that's already in existence. So like, I don't know whether or not we could call that something unique or not. You know what I'm saying? Dude. So maybe that's the, the website that I was on, I was curious, somebody, um, a, an older gentleman approached me in the foyer of the church and said, 
are you familiar with a verse? And I can't remember what it was about. So I started, I was like, that sounds really familiar. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I don't know if it's a proverb or a parable, but he quoted it in a, he didn't actually quote the verse. He quoted what the verse was about. So I was like, yes, I, I know. So I'm, I'm looking up something, trying to figure uh-huh. out what this, where this verse might be. I just couldn't, I just could not recall it for save, save my life. And uh, I ended up on a website that was talking about how to get into heaven. There was all this verbiage of accepting Jesus and then doing your best to follow him. And if you follow him for long enough and do your best and do good to everyone around you, you will be able to enter heaven. And I was like, okay, this is getting kind of strange. And then it was like, it literally was like this thing where it was like, dude, where is this? Who is sourcing this info Mm. to, to this website about how to earn your salvation? Because this does not sound like any, and I'm like, I just, I almost, I'm reading this and I'm like, it sounds good up until this point right here that Mm. you can. And it wasn't just like a, you can earn your salvation, but it was like saying this over and over as I'm reading through these paragraphs. I'm like, and if you live good enough, you, you will be counted amongst the faithful, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, Mm. okay, I understand there's a, there's something to being faithful, but Mm. what are we earning? How are we earning anything? So I I don't know. I don't know. It, so I was like, at the end of it, I was like, dude, maybe this is one of those AI-generated websites. If I find that one, I'll send it to you. I feel like it's probably still in the history of my phone. Mm-hmm. It's probably still in the history yeah. of my phone because this was yeah, probably. this was close to Christmas. That's I crazy. Know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's getting pretty close. It's getting pretty close. You know, I saw one of those videos where it's like Donald Trump and Joe Biden going back and forth. But I'm like, right. When did they say this? Yeah, I'm and, pretty sure know, they never said any of this. Yeah, I'm like, dude, they didn't say any of this. And the more I look at it, I'm like, that's not really them talking. This sounds yeah. just like them. It looks like their lips are moving. You know, <clears throat> that's the thing, bro. If you if it's long enough, you know, you can you start to, okay, yeah, that's not, that's not real. If you see a really short clip, I feel like it can, it's passable today. Like it's passable Mm -hmm. today. Like it can trick a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but it can kind of, you can kind of think that, well, I wonder if that was real or not, but it's just getting better and better. So it's going to get to the Mm -hmm. point where we're just not, that's the thing that kind of just annoys me about it is that mm-hmm. we're pretty soon we're not going to be able to tell the difference. There's already all kinds of videos that that come into my feed or whatever. I'm just scrolling and I see it, I see something I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And I'm like, "I don't even know if that's real." It doesn't like uh, maybe that's not even real. And it's already there and it's just annoying like I wish that I knew that something whether or not something was real. But I wonder if it's just going to be we're so bombarded by like the content that a few years from now, we're not even going to care that we're just going to assume everything is real. Like nothing's real. Everything is real. Like it's just not going to matter. Like if our mindset is going to shift so much because it's just such a part of our world that we're not even going to care. 
like whether or not it's real people or if AI created it, like maybe we're just going to accept that AI is we'll real, just, like AI is we'll an extension of life. Existing on a on a monotone, <laughs> lukewarm plane of existence. And maybe. God will spit us out of his mouth. <laughs> well, on that note, <clears throat> good night, everybody. No, I'm just, I'm just joking, but... <laughs> But uh, where can people go, Joe, just to check out your current your current stuff, your current lineup of uh, of music with Advent and even beloved stuff and all that, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Failure on bro is still one of the best albums ever, and it's from like so crazy twenty years ago. <gasps> so crazy, crazy, dude! Man. I follow this. Uh, still incredible. I follow this. I follow this guitar player on Instagram who's like one of those guys that's got like a bazillion TikTok followers. And he does this, these lists of top 10 albums, you know, from, mm. you know, metalcore in the early 2000s or, or emo core. And he'll, he'll play through the riffs and stuff. And somebody sent me this video and I'm like, that is a freaking beloved song. And I'm like, dude, wow. Matt's not even on. His, I don't. I don't think Matt's on Instagram. But I'm like, dude, if he could hear that this guy who was an influential TikToker guitar player called one of his guitar riffs the best album or the best wow. riff from this year, that would be so mind blowing. But maybe, maybe it's AI. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe failure on was AI. Oh, maybe I'm not even real. <laughs> See ya. And then maybe we're in a simulation. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, um, but but yeah, for real, so where you, can they... you can you can get you can go to you can go to <laughs> Apple Music. It's on Spotify. Look up Advent. You're going to see some other weird Advents that have nothing to do with us. There is another beloved mm-hmm. who was a UK British house band from like the 80s or 90s or something that's not us just do a little bit of math um you know yeah we we released an ep and an album beloved the ep was called the running the album was called failure on that's all we ever put out and then we put out a cover song in 2020 u2 song which i still love that cover and then we Mm -hmm. did one original song that we wrote in 2020 probably in 2020 and uh put that out um it's called abyss um and then advent's got stuff on apple music again there's there's another advent out there if you're listening to a rave dance party song that's not us we're not experimental in any way we write we write songs with 200 bpms and yeah you know, fast yeah. with breakdowns and screaming so if you find that advent that's us you can That's look the up one. the almost. You can look up torn. You can look up uh, oh, yeah, other torn. projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's other projects out there, but um, and then and then the myriad, the myriad of of guest vocals that I've done, it's uh, it's rather extensive. If you're curious, oh man, I would recommend the Holy Name album to just about anyone. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was music. just listening to that. So, yeah, so go check out Holy Name. Uh, Tommy from Sleeping Giant had a bunch of yep. the buds, a bunch of the guys come and do some guest spots. And 
I was honored to do one of those. So check that out if you haven't heard of it. It's basically like a heavy worship album. So um, yeah, that's legit. Cool. So <clears throat> well, thank you, brother. Appreciate Dude, you. So good you. to connect and catch up. It was awesome. I'm much needed. I enjoyed it a lot. It's good seeing yeah, your face. Here. Your camera looks really nice. Love the bluey <laughs> shirt. Bluey is. Uh, I actually I got this shirt for Christmas, and my kids wanted me to that wear it is awesome. on the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, man. I actually got a, I got a bluey. I got a stuffed animal too. <laughs> Dude, and I mean, awesome. I get. I mean, it's my daughters. I mean, they, they got yeah. it for me. They literally got it for me. But yeah. I mean, it's my daughters. You know. Hey, we start loving the things that our kids, the things mm-hmm. that we love with our kids together. I'm all. Yeah, I'm always going to be a fan of Bluey because my kids love legit. Bluey. So, yeah, I think it's. I I think it's the best kid show of like. I mean, yeah, maybe ever. I mean, it's just so. It's just low maintenance. Like you could just, yeah. Like my kids, my kids leave the room, it'll be on, and then my wife and I will still just sit there and keep watching it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Dude, it's fun. There was a, there was a, there was one on Netflix called Puff and Rock, and I used to love. Oh yeah, Puff mm-hmm. and Rock. I love that, that song one. at the beginning. Was awesome. Oh, it was so good, dude. <laughs> um, I don't I, remember the words. I just remember the, the, the yeah. feel of it. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah. Shout out to Bluey, Puff and Rock, keep it real. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Thank, thank you, dude. I'm open to sponsorships. Um, if anybody from the Bluey world wants to reach out to me, <laughs> I'll wear the shirt every day. If you want, I'm open to it. Yeah, <laughs> you need you need an Advent sweatshirt. Maybe I'll hook you up. Yes, now. I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to hit that up for sure. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Bless you guys. Thanks for being here. See you guys on a future episode. Thanks again, Joe.